0: Episode thirty-five: Mining for growth opportunities.
1: Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast, sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins, and losses shared in each episode from Aaron Waikie of LeadFerno and Darren Shaw of WhiteSpark. Let's go.
0: Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Darren. And we have been missing in action a little bit for a couple of
1: months. Yeah, I noticed that. the last one we recorded. was January 16th or something. So yeah, it's been a while.
0: I'm glad you noticed. (laughs) And I'm I'm to blame for it. So, and we might as well, like, it's not an elephant in the room because I've been publicly discussing it. But yeah, I found myself in the hospital and I have heart failure and that has been, uh, quite a ride for the last 60 days.
1: Yeah. That's a a big discovery. So how are you feeling now? Tell us, tell us how you're feeling these days.
0: Yeah. So as you and I were, you know, talking before we hit record here, I'm feeling pretty good. It's, um, you know, it's, uh, Heart failure with uh, what I had go on and where I got to without, you know, I don't want to turn this into a heart failure episode and like all those things, but my my health got bad in kind of a hurry within like a, a few weeks and then they figured out what was going on and, you know, my stay in the hospital and heart failure is not like a heart attack where you have an issue and then they correct it and you're likely, you know, back to normal or you nurse yourself and get yourself back to normal. I have a condition that hopefully we can stabilize and I can be good um, and healthy, but it will in some form or another continue to deteriorate. And the the hard thing is like, right now, I don't really know where I'm at. I'm on a bunch of meds and doing a bunch of things to try to, you know, give me the best right now as, as possible. And so just doing all those things and kind of taking it step by step and yeah, it'll, it'll just always kind of be a, like where the, the phase I'm in is the phase that I'm in. And so, yeah, it's just learning and to adjust to that and taking the, you know, there's definitely wins and good things that have happened for me out of coming from a hospital stay in a pretty emergent situation and things like that. Um, but then you have things as part of your, you know, healing and what you're going through and, and trying to, establish what your new normal is that are like not fun or step backs you know whatever it might be and so that that part of it you know i'm just trying to adjust to like being
1: ready for whatever the
0: hell comes at me during the day or the week
1: yep yeah well man that's a that's a big life adjustment i guess hey eh? so it definitely is getting back into work right you took some time off though I, you you went to some places
0: Yes. Took some time off and I already had some travel planned and I'm glad I was able to do all my travel. We had a family trip to Disney world. Um, and that was like two weeks after I got out of the hospital Yeah, and you know, that was a little bit stressful, but all of it worked out well. And it was really a good situation because we were staring at staying at an Airbnb. So like I could rest around there as much as I needed to Yeah, and got in, you know, Good, heart-healthy exercise without overdoing it, walking around Disney World. And then, yeah, I got to go to Paris with my oldest daughter and my wife. It was my oldest daughter, her grad present. She just recently turned 18, and she's a senior in high school about to fly the coop. So that was really cool. Like, with having four kids, and she's our oldest, like, we haven't spent just a week focused on her since my second one was born, right? Like, since she was two. So that was... It was really great, you know, great time, great travel. Paris was awesome. It was fun to be with her. Um, just a great experience. So yeah. yeah, I've been working that in, obviously medical things to do and take care of. And yeah, working working on lead and trying to adjust to working and like stressing less. Um, and I feel like I've been doing really good at that. Um, at, when it, When people ask me, my short answer is, I used to think business was life or death. Now I have something that's a little more life or death. So I don't view business right. that way. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I've really I've loved um you know, I enjoy uh, uh, I don't think it's hard to understand. Like I enjoy work, I enjoy yeah. the problem solving and the creativity and you know, sure. just all that. So that's been really good for me mentally to be able to come back into that and starting to see the momentum, right? It felt like, you know, on February 7th, when I went in the hospital, the world came to a screeching halt, and I feel like two months later, that momentum is coming back, and there's some really good things starting to happen, and so that's really exciting.
1: It feels like a pretty quick bounce back to me, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm seeing you now, and you're you're looking good, and I, I've seen our podcast notes, and there's lots of exciting things happening. So <laughs> yeah, it feels, it feels like a bounce back pretty quick.
0: Yeah, well... Sometimes I feel that way. Other times I feel like, holy cow, this has been, an, this is a grind, but yeah, what do you do? It is, it is what it is. I'm going to do my absolute bet, you know, I'm doing everything that's being asked of me or, or suggested by the doctors because, um, you know, I want to, sure. want to do everything I can to be around for, for my kids. You know, I lost my dad to a heart issue when he was 52, um, and I was 25. And it was hard for me to deal with at 25. So, mm-hmm. you know, my little guy, we were just talking, right? He just turned six today. So I got a lot of time to stick around for a dude to get him as much uh, dad time in the world and get right. him on the right path and everything right. else. I, I know what it feels like to lose such a significant piece of your life. I, d- I don't want to put
1: my kids through that at all. So, Yeah, that must be, that must be heavy. It must, you must have been thinking a lot about that over the last couple of months. For sure.
0: Always on my mind, but uh it's good. It's you know, it's always I never consider it to be a bad thing when you have those perspectives. It's just it's one more piece of motivation for me to do everything I can, you know, health-wise and being smart and yeah. controlling what I can control because the outcome greatly matters. I understand that. So yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. So there we go. That's the end of that. <laughs> we'll mix in some light health updates as we continue to go along because the human side of us matters as much as our as our work side. But may, hopefully, we won't have to put so much focus on it because I'm I'm definitely fine being open with it. But I also like every now and then, both Marcy and I, and my wife, are like, "Okay, let's do something where we're not talking anything about heart
1: failure." <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. You just must get exhausted from t- from thinking about uh, it and talking about it all the time.
0: yeah it is very much the sun in our world sometimes where it's always there and very obvious.
1: So for sure, for sure. Well, uh, Hey, let's, let's talk about uh lead Verna. What's going on over yeah. there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so a few new, like, you know, small feature updates, which have gone over really well, um, starting to get, you know, anywhere from two, three, four new customers in the door each week. Um, and just being able to like plan a bunch of things. So, I just signed off on uh uh basically a podcast agency to book me on a bunch of podcasts mm-hmm. um, so excited about that that kicks off next week, and wow. their deal is booking me on eighteen podcasts um so they try to do it over six months. that's kind of their their timing and their retainer. But if the six months goes by and I haven't been on eighteen, they'll keep going until I'm on eighteen so Wow, yeah, so looking. Smart. Yeah, looking forward to that. I've definitely, you know, right. I've been on a bunch of podcasts, but I'm like, all right, hopefully they can get me to some maybe wider reach ones. One's not in my sphere, you know, some niche ones. I I don't know. So um, I've been really impressed using, boy, I should look at this real quick before I say it and just make sure I'm correct. Um, I'm using a company called Kitcaster. Yeah. (laughs) So I interviewed like three different ones and i felt the best about their process and what they delivered and what they brought to the table. So i'll, I'll be able to, you know, over the next couple of episodes I'll be able to talk about how well they've done and everything, but their um, onboarding process has been great. They do a zoom interview and intake form, all that kind of stuff to understand, you know, what what you're about, what's unique about you, how to pitch your story. They put together a nice media kit and a landing page uh, for you. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of good pieces to it. And we'll see what happens when they start uh, booking me on shows. And hopefully, they're the right quality of shows.
1: This is particularly interesting to me because we recently compiled a list of 30 targets. Like These are podcasts, webinar shows, YouTube shows that I would like to be a guest on and yep. so we've compiled all the data you know, across three of our key industries and i started sending outreach last week so i sent four outreach emails last week and so far no response so yeah. i'm like <laughs> i'm like hmm wow maybe i should hire someone to help me with this yeah but this sounds very interesting to me
0: yeah yeah no we'll see uh we'll see how it goes and Yeah. And that, I know you're feeling like on the sales side, I've been doing a bunch of cold email outreach to agencies. So I have a whole lot of people not replying to me too. So I get how that works, Um, but it's a numbers game. So you just keep at it. Um, But I'm actually like between being excited to be back at work, excited where the product is excited at this point that we have some like great clients I can use in examples. And we're starting to get some data that can be put to use. Like, I'm just super excited. Like, I just feel like, oh, I'm bringing you something really great, even though you didn't ask for me to be in your inbox. So even though it's like, yeah, cold emails, whatever, you know, it's not always welcome. I at least feel like I'm bringing something to the table and that feels good.
1: Yeah, totally. It is a great product. It's like uh, you know, showing it to uh, Allie on, on our team at White Spark, and she's like, "I can't believe how awesome Leaderno is. It. It's so good. <laughs> Got to get everybody using this." Oh, yeah. Whenever I need
0: a pick me up, I just look your way, and that, <laughs> could, that helps give me a boost when someone else tells me it's just ridiculous. Which no it one said great it's ridiculous. Yet, I mean,
1: you had a you had an excellent vision to build an excellent product, and you are doing it. I'm
0: trying to get there. Yeah. So all right. So while I've been, you know, living the five star hotel life in hospitals and everything else and not consuming sodium anymore. You have been busy, my friend. You you've been doing some things. So let's what's what's the catch up on what you've been doing the last couple of yes,
1: months? Yes, I've definitely been consuming too much sodium. Uh, <laughs> so I am <I'm laughs> gonna try and cut that back. But uh yeah, man, lots on the go in the last few months. So at, at your advice on a number of these things uh we're working on a number of uh, good projects so we've been building uh our very first you know competitor comparison page so we have that one pretty much ready to launch and we've built uh an importer so that anyone that is switching from them to us they can just click a few buttons and we're, we're going to automatically import everything from them to us which i think will will be very helpful makes it very easy for someone to switch so we you know we have this great landing page where it's hey, this is this is why a lot of people choose us over that competitor. And if you are with that competitor now, you can click these two buttons and boom, you're, you're up and running with a free trial with us. So yeah. I think I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be uh, positive. Uh, it's one of the ones that comes up in a lot of our sales calls. Like, oh, how do you compare to this competitor? So I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, that's a great one because... Right, it, it's full spectrum. It can help with your leads yep. and w- what initially attracts people there, and then it can also help you out with somebody who needs a little more trust and confidence by being able to see some side by side stuff. So totally, yeah, is exactly yeah. it.
1: Yeah, it's such a great. It's hard tool. for people, especially in the shopping stage. Like, if you're just looking at this landing page and that landing page. It's like these products, you know. It's hard to really get into the details of what makes one better than the other until you try them out. So that's the purpose yep. of the page to try it. and just show the person what those things are before having the, making them try to experience them. Right?
0: Yeah, uh, I can't wait till we we don't. Well, we do. We have a couple. Like I can't wait till I feel confident enough about our product to like want to do those. Like right sure. now, I feel like there's a few much more mature products that might like eat my lunch a little bit, just on the amount of feature, It's like, yeah, we definitely have a handful of things. We do so much better because we've picked for that to be our unique advantage. But when they have a laundry list of like 90 features and we have 20, it feels like,
1: oh man, well, that's the beauty though of building your own comparison page. Obviously, you're just going to not say anything about those other <laughs> 70 features that they no, have. So I know. Just I just need
0: out. you don't need a word about I, I just need to narrow it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. But one one thing if we um I just thought of this, so I'm just going to share it out loud. Once you create those pages, you should do a search on the pages that rank where people have covered like great examples of comparison pages. And you should reach out to them asking them to feature your page to try to build some backlinks into that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea.
0: Because I know you'll build a great-looking page with it. So you should definitely put that out there to try to get some links built into that. So there's your...
1: SEO yeah. tip of the day, bonus tip, <laughs> <Yeah. There you laughs> bonus, 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 bonus. <laughs> you know, like sound effects coming in. <laughs> <laughs> we're such a high quality show. We have sound effects now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, uh, other things happening. Uh, we've got a new landing page coming out for our SEO services. Uh, we've had this Google My Business management service, and then Google went and changed themselves to Google Business Profile, so we got to update that. And we're 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 enhancing our services to not just be Google business management, but also website management, and link building, basically being a full SEO agency. So we've got a brand new page uh, that we're building for that. Nice. Um, uh, our campaign setup form in the rank tracker feels like one of the final frontiers of, of, of Ick. It's like we have this people, it's, we lose a lot of people actually because they sign up. And then the, cam- the onboarding sequence, this is our last episode, was onboarding. Yep. And so the onboarding sequence is just not there. Like we don't, we have a complicated form to get your campaign set up and we don't have very good guidance on that form. So we're completely rebuilding that right now as well. And I'm excited about the retention prospect of that and the, the sort of, you know, Just initial experience that sort of first impression customers have with us when they sign up for our rank tracker. I think that that is great. Uh, I've recently been working on our video um, process. I've been asking all of our new signups, How did you hear about us? And I'm telling you, 60 to 70% of them said they saw either my YouTube videos that I stopped producing a couple of years ago or they saw someone else's YouTube videos. And I'm like, Video, video, video. So I am a little bit obsessed with it and I want to get out of this. It takes me five hours to make a video and get into it taking me 15 minutes to make a video. And so I'm really going short form. It's like one little thing. And I recently built a slide deck for a conference that I spoke at. And I realized every slide out of like I, I tend to do is like kind of one concept per slide. Every slide of that deck can be a video. We got like, I got 100 videos right there in one slide deck. And so It's just like each topic can be a quick hit. And that's actually what people are consuming these days anyways. And when you make them small like that, they're very easy to distribute across all the channels. I got my LinkedIn, my Twitter, my Instagram, my I'm going to get into TikTok, YouTube shorts. So they're going to go to all those places. And so I'm currently building my process for how I can bang them out. And I did one as a test yesterday. It was 13 minutes from hitting the record button having the tweet published. So I feel like this is a doable process and I think it's going to be great marketing going forward.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really interested to see how that continues to move the needle for you. You've you know, mentioned some of this in some of our previous calls and I think you're spot on. I mean, I suffer from this too, Darren, right? It's like when you go to teach or share about something, like you just feel so compelled to give all of it right? That it's yeah. it's so hard to shrink it down to just one chapter instead of the entire book when you put it out there. Um, and yeah, it's like you just have to let go of that feeling be like, it's okay. It's okay just to focus on this one piece and wrap it up nice and tidy and yep. only be about that and, and move on, right? And so I, I think that's great. I think those will perform really well for you. And yeah, just the amount that you can repurpose and all the uses for it is so great. So I think this is an awesome uh, strategy and tactic for you.
1: Yeah, thanks. I had some big moves in uh, in our team as well. so uh, just on Monday we hired uh, our, our our new developer started so mm-hmm. he's a he's a recent grad out of a masters of software engineering and so i think he'll be a great addition to our software team i'm excited about that and seeing our productivity on software development uh, increase and then huge news hugely devastating news uh our longtime marketing manager Jesse Lowe she's been with the company for 11 and a half years uh, she's accepted a job with our good friends over at Kickpoint with uh, Dana DiTomaso. So I'm excited for her. I think it's I think it's a really great fit. I'm really happy for her. I totally get it that after working with us for so long, she's ready for new challenges, new environment. I think it'll be really good for her. And uh, we're we're scrambling trying to figure out what the heck we're going to do. So uh, I've been thinking about all the things that she does what pieces we might outsource, like, let's say, copy edi- editing, um, you know, managing the YouTube channel. I can, I can maybe outsource those. And I'm really trying to think about, okay, this is an opportunity for us as well. We can uh, kind of restructure that position. I'm, I really am thinking hard about hiring somebody that's coming in with, rather than traditional marketing skills, more SaaS growth hack kind of skills. Someone that's just really thinking about SaaS growth, uh, you know, conversion rates, retention rates. What are the things like that will go in and, and work on our onboarding sequence? That will go in and execute a real sort of out of the box thinking marketing strategy, and then measure the performance across everything. So I'm thinking about that skill set. Someone a bit more technical, maybe, and and just figuring out how to manage all of it. But I'm I'm defining the position, and, and we'll be posting it soon.
0: Yeah. Well, this is definitely like we could do an episode on this, right? Like when when you lose a key player on your team and, you know, just the, the, the pain you feel the short-term anguish, but then also just as you outline, and I, I, it's great to, to hear that out of you, then you also realize, well, there's still opportunity here, right. To like, go in a different direction to find some new talent, you know, th- those kind of things are there. So yeah, I feel like we should, uh, backlog that one is definitely one to talk about, but yeah, I know Jesse is, you know, for as long as I've, the decade I've known you, I, I know Jesse as well. And yeah, yeah, that's great. And wow. Crazy going to, you know, it's always one of those fact that there's a couple of outstanding, uh, agency and local seos in edmonton of all places right and then she's staying in town and and yeah like i I love and respect dana and kickpoint and everything they do do there too so that's kind of that's kind of wild and i just think you're a great leader darren to be able to say like what a great opportunity for her and be appreciative of the 11 years that she know, dedicated to help growing white spark and so much yeah yeah, let her let her see what else is out there that's perfectly reasonable um even though it's tough so yeah we we need to backlog this one and like bring this up for a future uh episode when we need an idea there's a lot we'll
1: we'll call it it the jesse episode
0: yeah there's a lot to impact when you lose jesse's girl so yeah yeah so let's transit like we we had a lot to catch up on. So, sorry everybody, you've had to like go through 20 minutes of catch up like twice as much as normal. But what we wanted to talk about today, Darren, you brought this to the table and you you have a ton of stuff here, so I'm definitely going to let you run with this. I'm going to fire in a few questions and maybe some things, but you know, you are spending some time really digging in and and finding the growth opportunities in in White Spark and you you know, by doing this internal look, you know, some of these things are things you and I discussed six months ago, three months ago, but you're executing on some of these things and you're you're finding some additional ones. And there's some really interesting things in here that as your business matures that are worth going back and taking, combing through some of the data, looking at some of the things that have taken place and being able really to look at like, what is sitting here that is data, assets, information that we can use to our advantage that we've kind of been ignoring, right? That, yeah. that it has value. So let's talk about some of those.
1: Yeah. I think that like, uh, you know, if I think about us and I think a lot of SaaS companies and, and, and any kind of company, they tend to do this. They're always chasing this new thing Build, You know, once we build the new thing, once we, once we execute this new marketing strategy, we're going to be bringing in new people. Um, and and I was thinking a little bit about what do we already have in front of us? Like, What have we already developed that we could be utilizing better? We already have a lot of assets, especially WhiteSpark being around for so long. We've been around since 2005. We've been a SaaS company since, since 2010. So we've built up a lot of assets that are completely underutilized. And so... Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about that. The, the greatest example I have are review link generator. <laughs> so this is the one that really got me thinking, because we're in the process of rebuilding that right now, and it's just like, God, how, how many other opportunities are there? Like this thing is our most visited page on the website. It ha- it gets ten thousand visits a month.
0: Yeah, and and to, and to uh, set this up, this is just a simple tool <laughs> that you plug in your
1: business name, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then. Basically, you it says it says enter your business name, and then it says okay here's your here's your link. So it's a link that you could send someone in an email or a text message to request a review on Google because yep. Google doesn't have a link. It's like you is it, what do you link them to? to? You link them to the search results, but this generates a link directly to the leave a review box. So that's what this tool is, and it's pretty popular. It's it's a, it, it's a great service. People need this. And so it gets a lot of traffic and it gets a lot of links on the internet. And, and every time people talk about free SEO tools, this one comes up. And so it gets a ton of traffic and it's a really valuable tool. But for the last, like I think we launched this thing six, seven years ago. And in that time, it's always just been enter your business. Here's your link. You don't have to enter an email. You don't have to have an account at Whitespark. It is just giving it to you for free. No questions asked. <laughs> it's been. It's just like, what are we doing? How many leads this thing gets? Ten thousand visits a month. Nope. how many of those could have been in our email funnel over the last six years? Don't do the math. It's too painful. I <laughs> just can't imagine the opportunity lost there. But we are now redesigning that so that it's like, okay, enter your business, enter your short name. We're going to start. We're, we're we're building our own URL shortener into it. And then it says, OK, now it's your email. And then when you enter your email, you're going to get your link. We're going to email it to you. Plus, you'll get it on the page. But now you're in our email funnel, at least. And we can tell you about other great things that we do at WhiteSpark and other great w- ways we can help you. Plus, we're doing a better job so that like, after you get your link, we've got a big advertisement. for. Like, listen, who's coming to this page? What's the audience? These are people that want more Google reviews. Well, hey, should we tell them that we have a really great software for that? We've got Reputation Builder. It's awesome. It'll help you get more reviews. And, uh, you know, it's even fancier than this simple little review link generator. It does so much more for you. So we're putting up a little ad there, and then you get your link underneath the ad. So we just need to take hold of this incredible opportunity right in front of us that it has been sitting there for years that we haven't capitalized on. So, yeah. That's the theme of the podcast. What today, the episode today? What yep. what do you have that you could be utilizing?
0: Yeah. And I think everyone, right, no matter, you know, to some extent, I'm obviously super jealous of you because you have something with established traffic. And across a number of the things we might talk about, you have data to comb through in mine and where where I'm just trying to build enough customers to like have data. We're we're getting there with some things now, which is is really awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just realizing like there's things that we're doing that we're not either looking at it the right way, we're not being strategic, we're not tying it back into our ultimate purpose, you know, what whatever that might be. And it's taking a harder look and then saying, what else can we do here? What's the next step that we can take that brings them back into why we're in business and what we're trying to accomplish? And in in this example, Like you have people declaring, I care about reviews, right? And so what you just need to do is like, hey, person who cares about reviews, we can help you far (laughs) past just this one link to do it. We actually have tools that can help you do a bunch of things to help you get more reviews and monitor the ones you have and use it in your marketing, like all all these different things. So yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens because you you have mass at the top of the funnel that's coming into it. Now you're building a funnel and you're going to be able to see how it can contribute.
1: Yep, yeah. yeah. They, were, they were just coming, getting their link and leaving. And now, now we're going to try and, uh, and sell them, really. Like, yeah. That's the goal. But, you know, if you think about this, like, how do we identify this? What is the process to find these assets, these opportunities? And I think one of the great things that anyone can do is take a look at your top pages in Google Analytics. What are the pages that are driving the most traffic. You know, could you go and edit some of those pages and add better calls to action, more call-outs for different things that you have? If you're getting a lot of people coming in on these pages, then those are really good opportunities. You have got an active you've got a an engaged audience right there. And so showing them some of your products or highlighting your products a bit better in those uh, those on those pages is an opportunity. Could you maybe Build a little tool, kind of like this little uh, review link generator and embed it onto some of these pages so that people can, um, you know, get some value that way, get into your email funnel that way or or some kind of, you know, white paper or whatever. It's like, you know, you put that on the page. So just like looking at your top pages in Google Analytics, I think is something anyone can and should do. There's probably, a, there's some gold there that you could be mining. Yep.
0: No, and I tell like for me, that made me think of, we we have one page that has been the first one to kind of crack a top three ranking or hovering, you know, right around in there. And it's one of our first posts that had to deal with comparing SMS in like web to text widgets versus live chat widgets. Right. And basically just laying stake on why we think SMS is better for most businesses than a live chat widget. Well, that, you know, has garnered enough links and there's, Small amount of, you know, hundreds of searches, not thousands like you're gaining, but it it has great visibility. And this is exactly, you know, this is somebody that's looking at to make a decision between those two. They're either not doing either, Mm -hmm. they're doing live chat and wondering if there's something better they can do. And when I look at that post now, like I'm not, you know, there's a like, hey, get a demo with us action, but there's definitely probably more I can do to it, whether it's beefing it up with a little bit more content. Possibly adding videos and showing here's here's what here's the things I'm talking about. Here's who you, how you can see those advantages and how the consumer views them, and then just you said like, all right, if I even go deeper, is there a way to create some type of a tool or bring that that forward even more? I, I have once updated as we did uh, studies down the road and brought some data points into it, um, which helped beef it up a little bit, but. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If you have something that's getting traffic and based on the search term and what the articles about you clearly understand the intent and the intent yeah. is playing into what you want, like you need to do some things that err toward the side of conversion and not just, "Great, we taught you, have a nice day." It's Exactly. "Hey, we taught you, and here's how to take it a step further
1: and that step's really easy." Exactly. Well, I wonder if you could embed your widget right in the middle of the page, right? It's like Try texting with us now. Yeah. See how much okay. better it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, the lead box is already on the page in the lower right. So it's like, how do we get like an arrow to take over the page and like be pointed yeah, at that would it? Be like, it? Yeah. Click it. Click it now and we will talk to you and you'll see how easy and how much better this is. Exactly. So,
1: that would be beautiful. Yeah. That would make me sign up in a second. All right. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, You know, another one I was thinking about was existing customers. So um, any of us that have been in operation for any amount of time, you've already got customers. Anyone that's one of your existing customers, it's valuable to mine that data, try to identify who, who are these people? What, what industry are they in? What typical roles do they serve within their company? What do they need? What do they want? And so, when I did this exercise with our customer base, we see that we have so many different people that are coming to us for one thing that we provide, but not not using us for all the other things that we provide. And so that's another uh, goldmine that we can we can take advantage of, and we can message those people and say, "Hey, you know what? We see that you've spent." you know, thousands of dollars with us and you keep coming back to us every month to order our listing service, that's a great service. What are you using for rank tracking? Did you know that we have the best local rank tracker on the market? This is why it's incredible. And so I feel like there's a huge difference between messaging those people. Like if they got an email from me, they probably already know my name. They know know the company. They're already... They're already familiar with us. So I'm immediately coming in with trust already established. They're already customers. And so my open rate, my response rate, and my conversion rate is going to be 30 times higher than it would be if uh, I just was doing cold email. So this is a goldmine of opportunity, too. So all my existing customers, particularly in my case, where we have different products and services that people could sign up for. That's a huge opportunity. But I don't know, even, even with, with Lee Furner, what about your existing customers? Is it, are, do you have any upsell or are you just sell one thing? So, maybe not. Yeah.
0: I feel like we're pretty much like one thing right now. The, the best thing we can do is educate them on everything that we offer and get them to engage in those features, right? There's very yeah. little, you know, we have two plans, and really the, the major feature difference in the two plans other than the volume, you know, the volume that you're texting or amount of users that are on it is porting your number if possible. So your existing landline, you can tell people to call or text it and we handle all the text. So hosted messaging is one. Um, We definitely have customers starting to take advantage of that. So it would be educating them. Hey, you're texting, it's coming from an 800 number. That's great. But here's the benefits. If you're just using one number that does both messaging and phone calls, um, being in their contacts, ease of use, remembering all all kinds of things like that. So there's seven things that, that we can do there. You know, to to me, it makes me think of as we continue to understand the industries we best serve and talking to those industries and finding out with them, you know, as existing customers and what's working well for them, understanding like well, what is it about our product that works really well? And how do we add that into our messaging and our outreach? So like one area we've seen a big boom in is in legal for lawyers um, and law firms. Um, And when we talk and when we get into why they're interested and and what they like about it is when they're routing, you know, when phone calls is their number one lead source, it ends up expensive for them in staff time or a call service to field those calls. Um, But what we're able to show them and set up and everything else is by turning this into a, a text conversation, it's much easier to manage, lower cost, lower resources. And there's some things that we've been able to do with it where they can really pre-qualify the leads well by text auto replies that send them into a case intake form that's really easy to complete on mobile, but now they at least have four, five, six questions already updated, and yeah. then we're bringing that info right back into the leadferno text thread so that they can read it. Um, so that that's been really interesting to know that we're giving them a solution that's uh, they're getting more leads from It's cheaper to maintain and and more efficiency and and less time put into it for them
1: right. Um, so by mining your existing customer base, you identify this use case that you weren't currently marketing, which is Save money on all those phone calls by yep. utilizing text. That's a yep. message you hadn't currently been, been pushing, right? Yep. And and you end up finding
0: like you're you're able to point out a new enemy that they might already be aware of, or that you can create for them, right? It's like, oh, yeah. phone calls are the enemy, right? Like,
1: and then you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, well, great. I, I feel that way personally. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. A lot of people do, but some aren't there yet, or they already feel that way, so that when you say it, they're like, yeah kill the phone call and (laughs) text messaging is the superhero, right? Like there's, there's just something to that. But yeah, I totally agree with, especially with what you have, right? What you're really doing is like, how do we get smarter and strategic about cross-selling? And you're, you're looking at your customers and saying, Hey, you might be using us for this. Your exposure is this, this is what you know us for, but we maybe haven't done such a great job in like telling you all these other things. And you already Trust us and use us for these things, and let us educate you and show you how we can, you know, impact what you're doing and even maybe contribute to the one thing you're using us for by doing these other tools or these other services as well. Yeah. Um, so, that's, I mean, that definitely is just a, a great thing. And, it, and it's so needed, right? Because it's like, I even look at it with us. I'm at the point now where I'm doing like deeper marketing dives and blog posts on features that we've had for eight months, right? I released one today on, we integrate with Google Analytics. You can use event tracking for text message leads from the lead box and things like that. And there's all kinds of people like, oh, this is great. And it's like, yeah, well, we've had it since day one when we launched, but we just haven't marketed it and we haven't educated you about it. And so it's like, by putting that forward, then they're like, Oh, this is awesome. And yep, I wasn't using it before because I didn't see it on the integrations page and I didn't know what I would get out of it. And then, you know, so it's just reminding yourself on those things where it's like anything you can do with existing customers, understanding them better, looking for data points, educating them, being in front. And it is, it, it requires so much repetition because I know I always fall in the trap. Like, I view almost everyone like, oh, you've been with us for day one. You just signed up yesterday, but the 20 emails I've sent in the last year outlining features and benefits and everything we do, like, you know about those, right? Oh, no, right. you don't. You didn't get any of those emails. You just started
1: today. That's so, right. Yeah. Oh, there's so much to do there. That's interesting, actually. That's another mining source I haven't considered, which is you can mine your feature list because you may have subtle features that, that you didn't market very well. Or, no. or you, you did like a half-assed blog post in, in 30 minutes, you blasted something out and you sent an email announcement, but now you could mine that and do a video, record a video of you using it and, and build out a better post. And you could you could potentially market that one feature three times in the next year in different ways. There's yep. lots of opportunity there. Showing yep. a case study of, of how this feature is used in action. That's, that's another marketing piece.
0: Yep. Well, and there's, uh, how, how do I frame this? I think it's really important for people. I, I've noticed this a lot of times. I'll have people within the company, you know, not just lead for o, gather it previously, where they look at a feature and they're kind of like, well, that's not really a big deal. Right. And I'm like, well, of course it's not because we're not making it a big deal. Right. right. If, if you can't make it a big deal, no one's going to, you know, it's not likely going to happen for you. And sure. so that's where I think as, as like a, a product owner, as a marketer, you want to look when you when you grab a feature, even as small as it is and be like, how do I make this a big deal? Right. right. And that's
1: some excitement to it.
0: Yes. And I'm not talking about like you're not lying about it. You're not saying it can do something it can't. But you you need to be enthusiastic. You need to point out the things, no matter how big or small, and let the audience discern the value they want to place on it. But if you don't start on it from a place of value, the chances of them getting there on their own are much smaller. But yeah, it's a totally. yeah, yeah, it's amazing when you present it and it's something that's like, you know, just so small. But other people's reaction, if you present it right and be like, yeah. That is really, that's really awesome. And it's all because of how you sold it, how you told the story about it more so than anything.
1: Yeah, you have to show them why it's awesome. And sometimes yes. it's like, we have this feature, it does this, that's okay, cool. Show yeah. me what what's cool about that. Why would I care? That's what people, you, you have to make that mental leap for them and show yep. them the, the value because otherwise it's too much thinking because you got a list of 40 features on your, your landing page, right?
0: Yep. And you come back to those, right? Like, just as I said, there's no reason two years from now, I should write a post about how Google Analytics and Leadferno works together.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? Because yeah, there might be some small changes, but like, if you don't keep telling the story over and over again, like you can't just say, well, we told that story once a long time ago. Hopefully people stumble upon it, whatever else. It's like, no, you need to tell it again. Like, it's going to be in my newsletter next month. And it was already in a newsletter eight months ago, but it's like you have to you have to bring it back to the table to get them to engage with it to remind them more mentions, whatever that is,
1: yeah, half the people didn't read it in your email the first time you're gonna reach oh and you've got way more people on your your email list next time. plus think about the social aspect if I tweet something today, maybe a hundred people see it. I tweet it again in three months. it's almost you know. 80% of the people that see it are different people. Just yep. That's just the way social is.
0: Yep. No, you're completely right. So it's like, yeah, um, uh, I think I mentioned before, uh, Ross Simmons, uh, I think his Twitter handles the coolest cool, yep. but he is such a proponent of, you know, distribution is everything, right? Yep. And you like, you write that blog post once and I've tried to get better at this because I used to be terrible. It's like, I wrote it. I'd send one or two tweets that day and it was dead,
1: right? (laughs) told me to. That's how I currently operate. Yeah.
0: And now I pull them up and I'm reusing them all the time. And I've even had, I had research that I did last fall. I think we published it in like October or November. And I reshared it within the last month, took a different angle with it and how I surfaced the data and whatever else. And then someone else wrote a feature on it and featured it on their podcast. It's so important. Yeah. And it was like, if I wouldn't have done this random tweet in March, it would have never happened. Right. Like they missed it. Yeah. We didn't see it the first time. In October November. Yeah. And so it's like, it's just such a reminder that like we're not in the breaking news business where it's like you break the news and then you're done with it. It's like you're in the marketing business where you need to keep putting it in front of them, like that repetition. And it's like, you just craft the tweets different ways. You, you wrote, a thousand or two thousand word article. There's so much to pull out of it and present it in a different way that might catch someone's eye and, and get
1: it out there. It'd be interesting to do that uh, at the end of writing any piece, right? At the end of you 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 wrote an article. Now you write a tweet. You do that every time. You're going to tweet it, right? Yep. Why don't you at that at that moment when the article's fresh in your mind, write six tweets and then throw them into a scheduling app.
0: Yep. Yeah, or you can even just schedule them in Twitter, I think. so. You can schedule them in Twitter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% correct. And that's something I need to keep getting, like, I've definitely taken steps and Im- improved, but yeah, I need to keep getting better at that, that's for sure.
1: Uh-huh, good ideas here. Good ideas, everybody. Hope you're soaking them up. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're still with us. <laughs> We lost it right. on the intro. We were too long on the intro. Uh,
0: we were, we were, but you know what? we had to catch up, and people wanted to catch up with us. So yeah, exactly. The the only thing I'm bummed, you know, you and I had talked, and I really wanted to nail us getting out an episode each month. So right. I I messed up March and April. So well, March we'll get this out in April. So let's let's get back on track. We're gonna get one yep. once a month, and then our catch up can be back to the like you know eight to ten minutes instead exactly. of twenty. So there we go.
1: We'll we'll do that. We'll do that for the next one.
0: All right. Anything in closing that you want to share, Darren? Uh nope. No, I think I think we did it. All right. Feels good to be back again. Thanks for being such a great friend. You've checked in on me so much and offered so much help. And I just want to publicly say I'm very grateful for you. So thank you for being so wonderful.
1: Yeah, and I want to publicly say that uh, you know, uh the marketing world, everyone who knows you, Aaron, loves you so much. And and uh we're we're hoping that uh that you continue on the upward path to great health thanks man
0: i appreciate it and yeah people have been so kind and supportive and it matters like the the energy that the universe sends you i can say totally matters to me so yeah thank you to everyone doing those kind things so all right well that's a, a wrap my man thanks everyone for listening hopefully we will be back in your headphones uh very soon and not later and bringing you more uh sassy stuff from a couple of sassy guys So sassy. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. See you, everybody.